0: Hello everybody and welcome to podcast episode number six of AQ Diff. We've been missing for about two weeks now, I want to say. And well, (laughs) spring break definitely happened for some people. Yeah, Uh, that sounds like it. Kind of, I almost kind of made that sound like it was really eerie. Everything's fine here. How are you doing, Steve? I'm I'm
1: doing great. It's been, I mean, you know, it's been a bit sad to be away from the podcast for so long. It's our it's our cultivated child, and it felt uh, a, a bit sad to to leave it for a week, but. Uh, On the flip side, that means that we have plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about, uh, especially in terms of, like, matches that happened while we were on break.
0: Yeah, we got super content. Not only do we just have content of what we did over spring break and all that, but we do have, you know, the accumulation of two weeks of content, which is nice to have. Mm -hmm. And we never have any, like, missing times now. But uh, in case anybody here is joining this episode for the first time, my name is William Armor Class Wolf. I'm one of the co-hosts here for the podcast, joined by... Steven Stevenator Figgy. Uh, and I'm uh, the other co-host, obviously. And uh, AQ Diff
1: is pretty much the—I mean, it, not pretty much—it is the only source for Aquinas esports-related uh, news. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we, afterwards, we move into discussion about various things in the collegiate esports space because there are oh so many exciting things to talk about, uh, which always somehow manage to border uh, between controversial and. <laughs> And, uh, Insanity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, that's a, that's a good word to yeah, follow it up with. Yeah,
0: it's either something that's super debatable and you know kind of evenly split or either it's just absolute madness for some <laughs> it feels like there's always
1: something going on that's why yeah. like it, it never feels like we have nothing to talk about yeah, Like, I, I go and i like i i make an outline every week i'm not sure if we've talked about this before on the like actually on the podcast but a little behind the scenes of like i go through and make an outline every week and you know compile like is there any news that happened this week and the answer is always yes even when said news is coach long breaking his toe which i think he is fully recovered from by this point
0: yeah when i had uh we have like meetings with our coaches for each semester and when i when i saw him for our meeting he was seemed like he was walking around fine which is good for him <laughs> no boot, no, no nothing yeah i still think it's absolutely hilarious that he broke his toe of that's always it's bad, every time you stub your like, toe you're like, like i think about it? that like like you don't hear someone like i really don't hear people say they broke their hand i hear people say like i broke my arm yeah know? but it's like i broke a toe <laughs> i broke
1: a singular toe the worst stub of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as as I kind of uh, previewed, we have lots and lots and lots of matches to talk about today, which I'll preface our weekly match report, uh, which, again, if you're joining us fresh, we do one of these every single week to recap the games of the week. Uh, I am going to omit the sp- specific scores this time, you know, like 0-2, 1-2, whatever, because we just have so many games. I think the wins and losses are are more important here. So starting off with Rocket League Varsity, as usual, uh, it was a rough spring break kind of period uh, for, for our Varsity roster. They had losses to Indiana Tech, Dakota State University, Ohio State, and Mizzou in NACE. Um, and then in NECC, they had losses to Johnson and Wales University Blue, OTSU A-team, and then it, they actually managed to pick up their, I think, one of their most recent games, or at least their most recent uh, NECC game, was a win versus Siena College. So maybe they're starting to turn things around, but they had an overall pretty rough break. Things, you know, they're, I, My understanding is that they've been kind of swapping around the roster and trying to find a combination of players that is kind of like a winning combination for them, and so it's, it's been a rough semester uh but but i'm hoping they can pull it
0: back yeah i feel like it's especially with matches that have three people in it like that mm-hmm. and you have I mean we have a lot of talented people in the aq rocket league like group yeah and i feel like even just changing one person absolutely shreds the dynamic like even if uh like player a and player c have a good dynamic together it doesn't mean b and c do And maybe because c came in a doesn't have any with anymore with b
1: yeah because like in in league of legends and overwatch there are five and six players respectively which means that you can kind of switch out a player or two and still keep the core of the team intact and and have that communication structure not get disrupted too much but my understanding about rocket league is that it is very like there is a focus on playing with the same core three players so that you can really get those communication and rotation structures down and so I'm, I'm hoping that you know we can find someone that works for us and in the future maybe even going into next year we can nail down uh, a consistent you know roster of three that we can that we can move forward with and start picking up some wins but for now things are a little bit rough for academy however uh, i'd say that things went you know significantly better um they picked up a loss versus indiana university cream uh and a win versus minnesota academy four in uh, NACE. And then in NECC, they picked up a win versus the Lambton Lions and a loss versus OTSU B-team. So they, they split it one and one in both of their leagues. Uh, I think Academy's record overall is pretty even right now. They seem to be doing those kind of splits uh, pretty often. Uh, for Overwatch, uh, we have not gotten to cover many of their matches. So this is, you know, a huge section of matches. Um, and then so, a bit of a heartbreak at the end. Yeah, which, which we'll get to. So they had wins versus uh, Indiana Tech and Lawrence Tech uh, as part of the WAC conference. But then a loss versus Lords last night uh, at at the time of recording this podcast. It was last night. Uh, So that lets you work out exactly when we record it. Um, So that was for WAC and then for Blizzard Collegiate, which I would say is like their secondary focus uh, with WAC being the main focus. Uh, For Blizzard Collegiate, they had three wins. uh, One versus Columbia University, one versus Brown Red, and one versus Western Michigan. Uh, And then they had a loss versus Boston University. And for their last two games uh, for Blizzard Collegiate, I don't know if they would have been their last two games, but what ended up being their last two games actually ended up being disqualification matches. Uh, which kind of puts an end to their Blizzard Collegiate season. Uh, my understanding is that there were some transportation issues. We talked about spring break. You know, that's gonna happen. People are gonna get stuck places, and even for a lot of my classes, like there were students who were not able to get in town until like Tuesday or whatever. So I think something similar ended up happening for them, and unfortunately, that's the end of their Blizzard Blizzard Collegiate season. Plain diff. Plain diff. Yeah. Plain diff. Uh, but I mean they're still they're still in whack I believe they last night it, it sounds interesting to say but I believe with their loss to Lords they locked in second place. Mm-hmm. Usually you lock in placements <laughs> off of a win, but I mean it's pretty much it, it's pretty definitive like Lords is going to be the first seed and then they're going to be the second seed going into playoffs. So we've still got, you know, plenty to go. We've still got the off-season, the in-person event for Overwatch. Um for smash uh they also i believe on the week that we recorded the podcast last they were on an off week because one of the players was out of town so when they came back they had some double headers they they've had a lot of matches since we last talked they had uh they went on a three-game win streak winning versus sienna heights northwood and cleary and then uh last night they picked up a loss versus uh michigan state university which is like my understanding is that msu is a ridiculously talented team like one of the best ones in the country so they tried their best and unfortunately we're not able to pick it up and then finally uh we talk about you know the the team that me and will are on specifically which is the league team and we picked up some wins versus concordia and cleary that's all we've played our season has been relatively slow we've had some off mat or some off weeks we have a match today as of recording this uh later today which you know i'm just going to go on record i'll look like a clown for it but i'm going to go on record and say that we also have a win versus indiana tech as of the release of this podcast (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hot take <laughs> uh, and if we lose i deserve to get clowned on that's Twitter very true for it so. so
0: that's happening today at 4 p.m which of course if you're hearing this that means it's already passed yeah but uh hopefully the match is a good match i i will be casting that one with uh trevor fate's call cook mm-hmm. which should be a good time yeah and then uh so i guess to add on to like the league of legends stuff we do know officially when our finals are uh, we have Overwatch on April 9th, and then League at April 10th, so it's a Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it starts at 10 a.m. I know. Woof. Luckily, we have a first-round bye, so I might show up later. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a single ELIM bracket, best-of-threes. So it, it could theoretically go the whole day if we have just a bunch of long matches.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, if we're being honest, is pretty standard. The tournaments that we've been to have been multi-day tournaments, so to squeeze the playoffs into one day is already a,
0: a, a pretty... Yeah. Did Hugh or uh, Gateway start at 10? I feel like it, they started in the afternoon. But I uh, think but that's because they had time, too.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I can't remember. I think 10 a.m. start time no, is actually our, our pretty standard. Our first day
0: versus Winthrop, I'm pretty sure we were early in the morning. It was either early in the morning or it was, like, at noon. I mean, the majority of tournaments that I've been to, regardless of game, have
1: matches that start at 10 a.m. Some fighting game tournaments I've been to have the dreaded... You get you get randomly selected into a into a pool... And everyone is hoping that they don't get the 8 a.m. pool because it's just absolutely brutal. Nobody
0: wants to, to be a better ho- way. That sounds horrid. <laughs> so well, to yeah. talk about a little bit, we go through all of our you know results, matches, and such that we had for the past time before this current podcast. And so our highlight matches, I'll cover the league ones real quick. Uh, both games were 2-0s against uh, Concordia and Cleary against Concordia, though, the uh, accumulated time of that best of three was 37 minutes, mm-hmm. and then the team improved it to 34 <laughs> minutes when they fought Cleary. <laughs> Which is, I mean, like, it's not even a thing, like, there, there's this
1: whole thing about, like, in, uh... In sea law like in the North Conference, there's this crazy race where the top teams have to come up with these insane strategies to end the games as quickly as possible because total game time determines seeding. That's not really what's happening here. It's more just like, let's close out these games quickly and cleanly as... As solidly as we can, and mm-hmm. with as few mistakes as possible, and it seems like we're improving week to week as far as how quickly and cleanly we're able to do that. So it's a good sign.
0: It's like a an unironic like unit of measure for us because mm-hmm. their teams are relatively similar in skill, like in the WAC conference, like yeah, the other teams, I should say. And so to see us come in and start chopping off time from each from you know section to section, yeah, it's like it's almost like it's showing improvement kind of. <laughs> But it's a gold split, a PB. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who's
1: familiar with uh, with speed running. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for our second highlighted matches, usually we just do single highlight matches. But because we've been gone for so long, uh, we figured we would just highlight specific like teams and their matches. Uh, I'm going to put a specific highlight onto the Smash matches, uh, especially because something I didn't notice earlier is that with that loss to MSU last night, that is the end of our Smash NACE season. Uh, which is unfortunate because after our rocky 0-3 start, um, we were actually able to turn it around and turn uh, our record into 4-3 with a 4-game win streak. And unfortunately, just by the time we got to MSU, the way that uh, the overall like team records were working out was that we, we just couldn't afford to drop those games in the beginning. And even though we were able to put up a massive win streak and only really lose to the team that beat everyone else uh that that did kind of spell the end of our season so i mean great job by the smash guys to really turn around a a difficult start into some into a very respectable season uh there was a lot of character switching there was a lot of roster switching when i was playing for like a week or two so all things considered i think a relatively solid season from from the smash guys and i'm excited to see if there are any other events throughout the course of the semester, just events here or there, I know we have weekly tournaments hosted at AQ, how those guys perform.
0: Yeah, it's, it's sad. And even then, like, uh, partway through is when Smash finally got a coach, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right,
1: yeah. I mean, they had a coach at the beginning, but then that coach uh, had to, you know, drop that obligation. And so yeah. we got a, a, a new coach about, you know, at the very beginning of the NACE uh, season. Mm-hmm. So it was, there was kind of an adjustment period, so yeah. to speak. Uh Going from coach, really to coach can
0: be, yeah going from coach to coach can be so jarring mm-hmm. because you have to adjust to their style now and if it's absolutely different then it's for some people it can take a long time not mm-hmm. everyone's gonna be able to adapt so quickly mm-hmm. so that means overwatch is out overwatch is done with Blizzard Collegiate with Blizzard but I believe their wax true. season is either
1: uh like over until playoffs or they have like one more game to play something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Yeah, uh, then, I, I, so then their finals again april 9th
1: yeah which... so their finals are going to be april yeah. 9th uh they've played all their matches i'm pretty sure and mm-hmm. uh and they're the second seed going into playoffs behind yeah. lord so that'll be interesting to watch smash's nace season is over we'll have to see if they play in anything else i think league has two more games to play in the regular season and then playoffs either one or two more games i um, think
0: it's two
1: i think it's two because we haven't played lawrence tech right And I believe they have a roster.
0: I can check the schedule real quick. But Uh, yeah, so League still has NACE matches coming up. uh, And then
1: then for Rocket League, I'm not exactly sure where their seasons are at. They started the earliest, and they're still going. Because I think both Rocket League rosters are playing in two different leagues. So they're playing the most games by far, and their season is still going. It's pretty crazy. Will is uh, Will is currently trying to check our schedule. To uh, figure so out.
0: Coach Long actually just hit us up in the league team chat. <laughs> uh, there is a c- computer issue with one of the Indiana Tech people because they're on spring break. Interesting. We likely have grounds for a forfeit win, but they could possibly play on Monday. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Okay. So I mean, I take back what I said on the podcast. <laughs> so people I might guess.
0: be hearing this, and then. If this releases Monday morning, we might be playing them Monday night.
1: Yeah, so uh, pending. I uh, point being, you know, we have at least one more match versus Indiana Tech. I think we have two more matches uh, for the regular season, and then we'll go off to playoffs likely as the first seed. And those will happen on you said April tenth, right?
0: Yeah, April tenth is the league finals um, for WAC, and where Aquinas itself is hosting both Overwatch and. Um, league mm-hmm. in the gymnasium which is going to be an awesome event and i could be a tournament admin for it Ooh, so that'll be fun i get to be on the grounds and all that i think that'd be super fun <laughs> yeah but yeah let me i i was reading that message from coach long I didn't even, and i closed out of discord on my phone i didn't even look at the one thing i needed to, to see <laughs> okay so it's indiana tech and then okay there's only one game after that which is lawrence lawrence tech so i was right okay yeah. cool because uh, there was a forfeit against sienna and then we had right. a buy and then four yeah okay yeah
1: a few teams weren't able to field the rosters, which is why we haven't had as many games as some of the other teams. Yeah,
0: I was talking about that with Coach Long, because you and I talked about it a little bit. It seems really weird to sign up for a tournament and then not have a roster, and then you get to add in a roster to then start playing games again.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird but I mean like, you know, it makes sense. I think I would care slightly more if I felt like it was going to impact our tournament results, yeah. but I mean, you know, like it, if I was, you
0: know, I don't know. It just feels it just it it seems awkward from like an outside like logistics perspective. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. sure. Like looking into it, it's it's nothing, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. From what from what I was hearing that it was like maybe they were like worried they might not have ineligible players. They didn't have enough players that were that were signing up in time. Mm -hmm. And then that's why it kind of led to that situation.
1: All right. Well, well, do you want to do you want to segue us into our our miscellaneous news for the week?
0: Yeah. So one of the big things uh, we're recruiting. We are big time recruiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that we've had some wonderful pickups already for the league program, which are super exciting. Mm -hmm. I in case we haven't already put it on blast, definitely follow uh, the Aquinas Esports Twitter and Instagram because we've been active on both yeah. now. And we should be announcing all of our pickups in the coming future mm-hmm. as well Which, as any uh, yeah. promotion for what we're looking for. You know, what kind of people, what kind of students, players, all that kind of stuff. Like Coach Long is absolutely putting, you know, Aquinas on a pedestal. A yeah, he's in killing it sure. right now. Yeah, he's going absolutely crazy. It's fantastic to see him putting that foot forward and Mm -hmm. um, uh, i know some people might not look into it but if you see or follow any of us or any of our pages um there is like a uh like collegiate statistics page for esports um we're like the fourth best twitter right
1: uh yeah so we we have the fourth best uh twitter plus instagram combined (coughs) interaction rate. Which I think we've talked about it before, but interaction rate is more of a measure of like relative to how many followers or, you know, interactions you have, you know, how many of those people are liking, retweeting, replying, etc. And then we have the second best Twitter interaction rate specifically. Uh, And then we are actually, this was the most surprising one to me, uh, which is we are seventh in total Twitter interactions, Mm -hmm. which when you consider how many, you know, bigger schools there are, like bigger fish there are. Uh, in the pond, it's pretty impressive that we can get the 7th best uh, total Twitter interactions, despite being a relatively small school.
0: Yeah, so we're top 8 in total, and then we're top 4 when it comes to our, our, our followers interacting with us, which is yeah. awesome, because that means, like, if you look at it you're just hearing the numbers like basically this means that the people that are following us care and they want to interact with us yep it's... i give huge props to the parents to be honest exactly <laughs> oh i remember after the match on thursday um and coach long tweeted out the victory versus cleary the first person to respond was the leader of the nam fan club which yeah. was his mom <laughs> <laughs> Oh.
1: It, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to see supportive parents.
0: Yeah, the, the parents have been absolutely killing it uh, when it comes to Twitter and actions and all that. And it's just so fun to see them join our Twitch chats and follow us on Twitter and all that stuff. Like, I know I was super happy when I finally got followed by your mom because <laughs> it's been like a year and a half. Uh, yeah,
1: so uh, supportive parents in esports deserve all the shout-outs in the world. Someone who also deserves a lot of shout-outs, actually, is uh, is Zach Avery, who is uh, our you know one of the people majorly involved with uh, our on-campus newspaper, The Saint. Uh, And he actually came in during our last recording and, you know, uh, asked me and Will some questions and and watched pretty much, I think, the entire recording itself, which is no small feat because our recordings, you know, go like an hour or a little over.
0: Yeah, it was time Uh, out of his day.
1: And then ended up uh, writing an article on The Saint about us. So I think our, our official Twitter retweeted that. I retweeted it. Uh, I did as well. Will, yeah. Will did as well. Uh, super cool article. Like, huge thank you to Zach if you're listening right now. Because
0: uh, I know he he tends to listen occasionally as well. Yeah, we'll give him a quick shout out. His Twitter handle is Amiibo underscore boy. A-M-I-I-B-O underscore boy. 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 Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, editor-in-chief for The Saint, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. Super awesome. I love... I love Getting involved with with more, you know, like on campus bodies. Uh, we've talked about it before, but like it's super nice to see esports getting integrated uh, with with other communities on campus. Uh, yeah, I think
0: fun. we've talked about that in the past, um, mm-hmm. and it's something that Coach Long has had a giant like initiative for. Uh, it's us showing up to. Uh, other campus events that other programs or athletic departments are doing, yeah, and getting eSports out there, like we are a part of the community, and we're kind of slowly seeing that like we're slowly slowly seeing the other side come to us,
1: now. yeah, it's it's reciprocated, yeah, a little bit more. All right. Well, I mean, that's all we've got for the actual match reports and for the miscellaneous news for the week, uh, uh, which segues us into, uh, I think I said this last time, but I I do the thing where I'm like, everybody's favorite segment, except I don't know if it's everybody's favorite segment, but it's my favorite segment.
0: Man, if only we had a Twitter where we could ask people what their favorite segment was. True. And if we had a specific
1: hashtag where people could tell us which segments were their favorite, which would, if we had it, uh, it would be hashtag AQDIV.
0: True. That's if very only. true. If only, though. If only. If only. <laughs> That's all That's all on you people. You
1: Without further out. ado, though, um, our interview guest for this segment is our wonderful production manager,
2: uh, Palm. Hey, Palm. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: I appreciate it. Of course. I'm, so, I think everybody has heard us talk about Palm since, like, the conception and, like, like going through the podcast. Yeah. Like, Palm has been in charge of Every Twitch stream, it seems like. Everything that involves audio <laughs> or video, Palm is somehow related to the
1: situation. Uh. Yeah, so I'll give a little bit of background on Palm. So uh, Palm is a freshman at, Aqu- at Aquinas. Uh, a Please correct me if any of this is wrong, because I, I always pull from these articles that are like the signing articles, and I know oh, they're the whoa, So it gosh. said in that article that you are studying sports management and business administration. Is that still the truth?
2: That is the truth. That All is Alright, my
1: facts are doing good. So you joined the program <laughs> in fall of 2021, and were initially recruited, quote, according to the article, as a Fortnite player and overall production-slash-commentary-specialist kind of person.
2: I mean... Yes, that was one of my intentions when coming to Aquinas. I mean, I was a semi-pro in Fortnite for a long time, and then uh, define a I long mean, time. What
0: define a long time?
2: Define a long time. I mean, the first half of a year that Fortnite was starting to enter competitive.
0: I don't even remember when that's when that was.
2: That was like, <laughs> ugh, that was right like before 2019? pandemic.
0: Right before pandemic? Yeah, like, probably that like was, late 2019. Like. Yeah,
2: that was right around the time the World Cup Jeez. had been announced. Oh, you were a little baby. I, oh, my God. You were a little
0: babu. <laughs> I
2: was like 15. I was the only
0: person in this room that wasn't in high school at that time. Jeez.
2: I don't want to think about that. You're old.
0: <laughs> I was literally working a full-time job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're old.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's what you were initially uh, recruited for. You now play as a starter on the Overwatch roster, uh playing DPS. Uh, and while you are still fulfilling your role with production and commentary, and then some, I would say so. <laughs> um, and you also coach Overwatch for Lowell High School. Did I say that right? Low- yes, Low-Low. but
2: I don't coach Overwatch. I'm the head of the program.
1: Okay, you are the head of the program. I am the Low-Rounder head, head of the LHS East. And then I believe uh, Christy is... Uh, yeah, Christy, Christy, the main tech on but the Overwatch But I, I always team. see you watching their games. <laughs> don't don't try to don't try to say you're not also helping out. I will say their jerseys are sick.
2: Oh, the jerseys that yeah, I've been the, the red the... arrow
0: jerseys are so cool.
2: Oh yeah, did you see the one that I wore into the lab the other week?
0: Uh, maybe because
2: those black... ones, those are our Was jerseys now. Was the black now.
0: one with the red on the side? No. What was the what was the one that you wore last week?
2: It was we have the, like the abstract arrow yeah. in the circle. That yeah,
0: I do remember yeah. that. I love that jersey. I I think you guys have so much like cool. Just it's so simple, like a red arrow, but you can do so much stuff with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. We have a dog. <laughs> it's. Yo, it's I'm beautiful. just gonna come out
0: and say it. What dog like, doing? No flame, but I actually think like
1: a lot of high school esports, uh, teams have sicker jerseys. Than college teams.
2: I, I agree with that statement. Dope
1: high school. I person. have
2: seen some terrible high school like <laughs> jerseys, though, like worse <laughs> than some of the ones in collegiate. And I know that's hard to think about and believe, but it happens and it's bad when it does. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so
1: uh, kind of getting into our, our questions that we have for you. So I gave a brief overview of your journey uh, in the program, which it's funny to call it a journey because you've literally been here for less than two semesters.
2: I've been here for a semester and my priorities have changed about <laughs> seven different times. A lot of things have uh, changed. So <laughs> in, in, terms, have changed. in
1: terms of your role in the program, like, do you want to elaborate a little bit more on how that's been and how it's changed over, over just this one semester for you to end up where you're currently at right now?
2: Yeah, well, I guess I'll give like the kind of background of when I was being recruited by Aquinas, I guess, at that point. By, so name dro- we got by, name drop
0: him every episode. Well I'm I'm pointing it well right now. Coach Adam the Antor. there we go. <laughs> uh
2: I had come to Aquinas before. Uh Lowell, I was one of the founding members of the esports program there, and uh Coach Antor held Fortnite tournaments in the lab. Uh I think he held three overall. Uh, and that was my first experience on campus at Aquinas. It was in the lab. It was the first year that the lab was here, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So you know, we were in there. We were playing in the lab, and Coach Antor saw that as a recruitment opportunity for literally every single Fortnite player that was there. I'm not even joking. Every single Fortnite kid was getting a talk with Antor about <laughs> recruitment. And there ended up being another guy, Brian, who was a – diamond DPS player in overwatch who got recruited for that last semester. I know that, mm-hmm. but, uh, coach saw that like coach Antor saw that as a big recruiting thing. <laughs> so I went there and, uh, coach Antor slowly found out about my broadcasting. Cause I don't just do esports. I did, uh, two years in a row, the Michigan, uh, state football finals, division mm-hmm. one, division two, uh, at Ford Field, where the Lions play, so that was really cool. cool. And then I, I actually
1: I, didn't know that. I didn't either. That's sick. Yeah, that is really. Oh, cool there's more.
2: That. Oh boy. There's more. Oh. Uh, also, in 2019, I went to the Breslin Center and broadcast the Division One uh, men's final for basketball. That is sick. Which that game ended on a buzzer beater, falling back, <laughs> two point shot, and. I went ballistic. I have that audio clip saved on my phone and saved on my computer because that—that's a moment that's sticking in my head for my life.
1: Those are the moments where you're like, I am glad that I was able to commentate this and not deal with the pressure, but still get all of the adrenaline and hype.
2: Exactly, because <laughs> I didn't know the two teams, right? University of Detroit Jesuit and Ypsilanti and Lincoln. Uh, were those English oh, words? Sorry, that you yeah, just yeah said? hold on,
0: hold on, repeat, <laughs> but like at point like seven speed.
2: Okay, University of Detroit Jesuit. 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 Okay. Interesting. In Detroit. Yeah. Oh no, I I thought it it was like Grand Rapids or something. Um. And then Ypsilanti Lincoln.
0: Okay, I do know Ypsilanti.
2: Yeah, Ypsilanti Lincoln had Amani Bates on their team at the time. He was a six-nine freshman.
0: (laughs) Jesus, that's a big guy. Uh huh. Big one. He
2: actually had accelerated graduation, so he is currently playing for Memphis in the NCAA tournament right now. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's at, he decommitted from Michigan State to go to Memphis, which makes me mad, but it's still really cool that, <laughs> yeah. like, I casted that guy's uh-huh. freshman year where Ypsilanti-Lincoln won on a buzzer beater. That's, That's just so funny. cool to me.
1: <laughs> you get to, I raised that boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
2: mean, not really, I but brought I commentated one of that boy. I commentated that boy. The yeah, so party. Coach Antor immediately took interest in me uh, in doing these broadcasting things, and then when... Uh, we started doing more Rocket League tournaments at Lowell and started building up a Rocket League team, I started broadcasting those games. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was huge for me, and I absolutely loved it. And I actually got to credit the guy who got me into esports broadcasting, the late uh, Michael Kickstar. Mm. Um, He, like, when we first started the esports program at Lowell, uh, one of my friends was big into Rainbow Six Siege. And so I would... Pull up Kickstar's stream on my old, no GPU, crusty uh, (laughs) PC on my desk and would just listen to Kickstar cast. Uh And it hit me like a truck when I found out that he passed. But it was just like, Kickstar is one of the reasons that I stepped into esports broadcasting from traditional. Uh Mm-hmm. And that was just really cool. So Antor, once he found out I was doing Rocket League for Lowell, asked me to do Rocket League for Aquinas. So I ended up casting, uh, during the pandemic, the spring Rocket League season, some of their games. And after that, I got into talks with a couple other schools other than just Aquinas. Uh, Northwood was a big school that wanted me. Um, Bethel was another one. And I don't even remember the last school. It's left my brain. But... <laughs> At one point, I was committed to Northwood. Wow, like a- athletically committed to Northwood. Like I was going to Northwood, and oh this is a spicy story. Is that okay?
0: <laughs> I, of
2: course it was, is, it, is it okay? Oh, okay. Well, we, okay
0: listen here. We are somewhat unfiltered in terms of verbiage, but topics go for it.
2: <laughs> okay. so, um, when I committed to Northwood, I was told it's a scholarship position. When I was on campus and touring, it was told to me it's a student salary, and so it's going to be taxed, and it is not – it wasn't much compared to what Aquinas was offering yeah. at the time. Right. So I athletically committed to Northwood, didn't know that it was a salary because in my head I thought it was a scholarship, Yeah. and as soon as I found out, wait, this is a salary, I – Just decommitted from Northwood and went right to Coach Antor and said, is this spot still open? And this is like July. (laughs) This is like July before the fall semester started. I was like, Coach Antor, is this spot still available? He goes, oh, yeah, of course it is. (laughs) So –
0: Adam will always make sure there's a door open for anybody. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. it's I absolutely love Adam. And, Adam and opened And Paul slid into doors. that
0: door at the last possible <laughs> yeah, second. No, I did. <laughs> you slid under the crack. You literally <laughs> were, like, panicking about, like, wait, can I still go to Aquinas? I was scheduling no surgery. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: That's uh, so funny. I was like, oh, I'll be ready for next semester. I'll get surgery. and be fine. Oh, my oh, Lord. Lord. That's so funny. So, wow. You were cutting it close. I didn't know it was in July.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like literally July. I told Antor, "Hey, I'm actually gonna come to Aquinas. Is this a is this like scholarship still available?" He says, "Of course it is." And the next week, I'm signing my athletic letter of commitment.
0: Was here. it early or late July?
2: It was later July. Okay, because that's when the article is posted in later July.
0: Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Of my signing, and that also brings me into part of the story where. They needed a tank player for the Overwatch team at the time. Oh, boy. So... We, we in, have two people in this room who were You involved. took over
0: for me. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I stepped in. Coach Antor said, we need a tank player. Uh, and I peaked at, like, 2,400 on my Xbox on Overwatch. Which is, oh,
1: Lord. Is that gold? That's high
2: gold, yeah. Gold, yeah. High
1: gold on console. High is gold that? on
2: console, which yeah. is, like, bronze on PC.
0: <laughs> uh, bronze.
2: So I like said, yeah, I mean I can try this out and so I come in, I practice on tank for the entire summer, like the rest of the summer with the Overwatch team, scrimming, working, and I didn't even have a hundred hours into the game and the week before school starts I get a message from Parker saying, hey, we just found this 3,400 main tank. He's coming in. You don't have to play. And in my head, I was like, oh, thank God. But also in my head, I was going, wait a minute.
1: What happened to my summer?
2: (laughs) What happened to my summer? I just, I just. Bro,
1: I just ran it down for you guys. What up?
2: (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's been a journey. And uh, so. I mean, what goes around
0: comes around, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, now I'm starting DPS, which is what I want to play. So.
0: It's adjacent to summer. It's almost tank, but it's not. <laughs> Which it should
1: be said, given your given your roots in Fortnite, DPS is a far more natural transition than transitioning to tank.
2: Much, <laughs> much more natural. You can I still like, click heads. I, I I click heads. That's what I'm <laughs> best at. Like if I had to say who's my best hero, Soldier 76 and Widowmaker. Call of Duty and right. Call of Duty and just sniping. Aim laps. Yeah, aim laps. Killbacks. <laughs> not
1: it's it's sponsored.
2: Hit scan. Hit scan.
1: Hit scan. Hit Oh yeah. Well, uh, admittedly, I had two other questions uh, written down, but given that you are comfortable with production and uh, and content and all of that, I shouldn't be surprised that you somehow managed to answer all three of my questions in your answer to my first question.
0: What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there were like like I'm looking at it. And he has like segmented bullet bulleted questions. I mean, for this if one you want
1: to get into a little more, aside from your experience with like more traditional sports broadcasting, right? Is there anything else that really? kind of like gave you the experience and the comfortability with the production side of things that you didn't mention before?
2: Um, I mean, in reality, it all came from radio production. Mm. That's where, like, at Lowell High School, there's a radio program, WRWW. It is the local radio station in Lowell, and it's run by the high school. That's awesome. Like, all the students do on-air shows. All the Lowell sporting events are broadcasted by students normally, and so... I just got familiar with production because I worked casting, producing state finals for WRWW, and doing everything under pressure and working with all that. I mean, I have now. Oh my! I I have to think now. This make me feel old.
0: If it make if if it feels any better, I often get told I have a face for radio. <laughs> Uh, my dad I was told that, that my
2: freshman year of oh, high yeah, school. No, that, is, that, is, that, is,
0: that is an old man joke. It's like you have a face for radio and you make a better door than you do a window. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I have, I guess, overall five years of broadcasting experience. Wow. Five years of experience behind a microphone. Mm-hmm. And the one of the first things that I was told when I entered the radio program is that I'm a natural. <laughs> so... I mean, this has always come easy to me, and I understand the difficulty for other people. Yeah. But, I mean, I have five years of professional experience behind a microphone. And then coming to Aquinas, I mean, during the pandemic, I also streamed a lot. Mm-hmm. So I became so familiar with OBS and the quirks that it brings and yeah. using a stream deck, using all these different softwares, figuring out how to make a live stream look good, feel good, and sound good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I credit the, the, I think, six months straight that I stayed inside my room live <sighs> to that. There, there was a point during the pandemic where, like, during April, I think, where I was live for three quarters of the month.
1: That's I, absurd. I, I, yeah, there are I, achievements for that on Twitch. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, and I, th- I, I was averaging 30 viewers. That's solid. Right. Playing Fortnite, Valorant, Valorant when it came out that right. summer. Yeah,
1: because that was right when Valorant dropped pretty much.
2: Yeah, it was it was absolutely amazing. And I learned everything about OPS. I think the only time I wasn't live is when I was asleep. And even then I did some sleep streams. Really? Which were hilarious. <laughs> no, I would wake up to like the goat screaming noise and be like, Who the just sent that? Right? <laughs> like who's doing this to me? But it was it's so
0: funny. I actually uh, just recently learned that sleep streams were a thing. Yeah, I mean it, what? it, it pretty much be Yeah, but i I'm an old man. Yeah, for I the most I part it's sleep become streams. a thing I because of subathons sleep.
1: and stuff like that. Uh, have, have popularized the idea of sleep streams. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah. I
0: found out of it or found out about it because of a because Double did that and he posted a YouTube video on it and I was like, I guess I'll watch a DL video. Like, <laughs> Cadrill
1: did one recently too. Yeah,
0: that's a other one. So yeah, that's lots that's the of, lots I was of like, legend this streamers is are thing? doing
1: sleep streams. Well, Palm. Yes. Uh have to move on to the two questions which every person must get must get asked uh, oh, yeah. during the interview segment. First off, where does your screen name come from? Where does Palm come from?
0: Oh boy! <laughs> oh no! Were, were you a big is... fan of trees? Huh? Were you a big fan of trees? No. Did you, so, like, did you like the? Is it? A, I think drink Palmade.
2: No, no, it's it's worse.
0: It's, oh, worse. It's, it's, oh, no. it's worse. Okay,
2: so when I was thirteen years old, I played competitive Pokemon. Okay. And I was really good at it. Like, mm-hmm. at my showdown? locals... What? Showdown? No. Pokemon Showdown? Like, or... the cards. Oh,
1: literally the trading card oh. The literal trading card oh, game. Okay. Pokemon TCG. Yeah. yeah, the
2: Pokemon trading card game. And I was good. Like, at my locals, I think that uh, I held a 150-game win streak. Oh, you were goaded. Oh, my lord. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I found a deck, and I abused the absolute out of it. Like that's that's what I did. I'm gonna be honest. That's all I did. I found the correct one and black I had just black abused marker, black marker, it. Marker, black marker. <laughs> and it was it was so good and I i like I think I spent overall five hundred dollars, but I made a thousand dollars playing Pokemon. Yeah. The T
0: C G. Oh, you made it uh, so yeah, you were like investment returned. <laughs> pretty
2: much, yeah. Uh so
0: I did that I, with Yu Gi Oh. With Yu Gi Oh? Yeah, there was a deck called the six Samurai. And um <laughs> Basically, they're just cards that you put one out and then you get five out because of it. And then you put them all together. into. That's like giant. the
2: deck that I ran.
0: Yeah, it was just like a giant Omega-like, oh, hi. It's, a, it's called character. a cycle.
2: We call that a cycle in Pokemon.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, because with the deck that I used, it's called zoro or or Aerofox is what I uh-huh. called it. So it has Zorark and Decidueye are the two main ones. Decidueye okay. at the time, uh, you would get four Decidueyes on your bench, mm-hmm. and each one does 20 damage. Really? Uh, to any one of the mm-hmm. opponent's Pokemon each turn. So you would do you would have ideally have five Pokemon on your bench, and two Zorarchs in play. The Zoroark ability, which made it so broken, is that if you discard a card, you can draw two.
0: Oh, that's pretty. So
2: good. I would be able to discard a card, draw two, discard another card, draw two. That's four more cards off my initial draw, and then get two deciduized down first turn, and Zorarchs attack each pokemon you have on your bench does extra damage to the with the attack so you could do a max 150 damage with zoroark plus the 80 damage you have from deciduize it's it's done pa- paul it's abused with all
0: due respect how does this turn into palm because <laughs> this because okay. Palm was really good at pokemon and we got on a tangent because it's fun also <laughs> yes. so real quick question is there a million deck in pokemon yes card? there is okay
2: the milling decks are normally the best decks. Okay. I figured. So,
0: yeah. I don't know how
2: we got to Pokemon cards. I just...
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> please, I need to know how this becomes Palm. 150 win streak. Palm. 150 absolute 150 Disaster palm. for any kid that brought a Pokemon deck that was going to have fun. Literally.
2: I'm not even joking. That's what it was. So, I decided, alright, well, I'm really good at the card game. I'll start making YouTube videos. And so, there's an online version of Pokemon trading card game. Uh, PC... P-T-C-G-O online, yep. um, and I started making YouTube videos under the alias Professor Palmtree.
0: <laughs>
2: so, so, this oh, is the- Palm the Prof. Calm down. This is the start <laughs> of the evolution. Professor Palmtree, that was my Twitch name, that was my YouTube name, and then I realized that's a mouthful to say. And so, it was on Twitch, actually, Professor Palmtree Plays. So, it was way too long. People didn't want to type in my name. So, I shortened it down on Twitch to Prof Palm Plays. And I go, well, I got to create a brand. So, if it's Prof Palm Pays on Twitch, it's got to be Prof Palm Plays on Twitter. So, and like on uh, YouTube and all my other yep. socials. So, it went down to Prof Palm Plays after Professor Palm Tree to Prof Palm Plays. Now, I realized Prof Palm Plays is way too long. And I was in a buddy's stream at one point and. My buddy goes, you know what? I'm just going to call you Palm. And I go, huh? <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> that is much better. And so I just eliminated the prof. And because Palm's already taken on socials, it's just Palm plays on my Twitter. And then, like, my YouTube is just Palm. My uh I can't change my Twitch because Palm Plays the username's already taken. Uh-huh. So I have to keep it as Prof Palm Plays, but I want to change it so badly to something just normal. But that is the evolution <laughs> from a 13-year-old who made a thousand dollars playing Pokemon into the Palm that we know and love today.
0: I really wow. just thought you were a huge fan of Clue because of <laughs> Professor Plum, and I was <laughs> God, like, there's no. no way that this kid didn't just like change some letters like move a letter over and then make the you my a. original
2: username on xbox was gi joe really that was, that was my username for the first 15 years of my life wow gi joe
0: incredible i don't even remember I, I i know what my first The like, real american
2: name was. hero yeah gi <laughs> joe you know this oh mine was DeWilster. I, you remember it's that DeWilster. being live on the air didn't you my goodness. Oh, Lord. You are old. Okay, hold we're, on. Uh, we,
1: we need to add a tally in every episode that's, like, it's really like, how many times
2: can I how, insult Will for yeah, his age?
1: How many times can we remind Will that he's old per episode? And, and every time we do it, it's like a ding, and then we get a tally mark. See,
0: the funny part is, is, it's only, like, three years difference between you and I, but, like, I grew up with siblings that were 8 to 12 years older than myself, uh-huh. so I just grew up with old culture.
2: I'm the oldest. So... <sighs> I, not... I just get to do that to my younger brother.
0: Oh <laughs>
1: lord. Well, Paul, I I have to know, given the you know, whopping amount of time that you've been here at Aquinas, <laughs> uh,
2: what is your two whole semesters and it feels like two years.
1: <laughs> what is your single most memorable experience so far? Uh, from from, I I the usual question is competing in esports at Aquinas, but since you're so involved in so many different things, production included, what's your single most memorable experience so far from you know, anything esports sports related at Aquinas.
2: Ooh. The hard part about this is I can't choose one. Cause there's two that are ingrained into my brain. Uh, the first one is casting the grand final for the whack rocket league tournament that mm. we held this fall. That was amazing. Like that's an experience that I'm going to keep close to my heart because I produced it all, all day, like the whole eight <sighs> hours. I wasn't even down in the stands. I was sitting up here and, Directly across from where I'm sitting right now. Pushing buttons all day. Running and then on
1: fumes by the
2: end. Running on fumes, <laughs> caffeine, and a prayer. And then I get to produce and cast mm-hmm. the f- grand final as well. Like th- That's one of them. The other one is when I popped off on Widowmaker against Cleary. <laughs> Which was very recent, right? That was. That's like three weeks ago. <laughs> but that is just in my head because the headshots that I hit and the casting that we had Rebel do, Rebel, one of Uh the key Rocket League, not Rocket League, Overwatch Overwatch. casters that we have here at Aquinas. Not at Aquinas, but comes and casts for Aquinas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The casting for it, the shots, the environment that the team was in at the time, it just felt good.
1: Yeah, it's one of those moments where you watch it back and you're just like,
2: ooh, the the chills. The chills go right through (laughs) me every time. But those are the two. I can't choose one there.
1: It's okay. I I mean they're both good. I I in my opinion are allowed to choose two because it it it's two completely different areas of of esports that can both have equally memorable moments. Right? I got to
2: agree with that. I mean, I love to compete. That's what my heart is I maybe I accidentally muted my mic there for a second. Uh that I ho- oh no. No, I just did it. I just did it. I'm ADHD brain go burr sometimes.
0: You just gave me the biggest heart attack. In uh, your oh. Life. oh, oh! Give me a second. I gave I myself I, a heart attack. I How breathe.
1: funny would it be if if Palm, the production person,
0: <laughs> is the one that messes is the one that the messes first, up, the up their first mic. person to absolutely destroy the. <laughs> uh, oh. oh boy, it's okay. We'll black, we'll check it in post. Black marker, black marker, black marker, black marker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I? I don't know. We're talking about the two experiences.
2: I love to compete. My heart is in competing. And when I wasn't able to compete the entire first semester, whether it be in Fortnite, because every single Fortnite event is duos in collegiate, Mm -hmm. or in Overwatch, where I had to sit and stand by, I just was heartbroken. I can't compete. Yeah. As soon as this second semester kicks off, I get moved to starting lineup for Overwatch. I feel like a... Fiery spirit has been invigorated inside me, and, and I'm ready to go. The spirit of
0: Platinum Palm.
2: The spirit of Platinum to... Palm. Hey, High Plat Palm. You high Plat Palm. I've got
0: palm. 200 hours. You take game your game. hand off that dongle right now. <laughs> it, okay. Okay. Stop touching it. Listen. <laughs> listen. Don't worry about it. We're but, not gonna. We're not gonna have any muting. There's a bag right here. You want to fiddle with the bag? <laughs> Yes. Here. here, there's like a beat <laughs> at the end of it. Little fidget toy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, this this is just making me look forward to uh to presumably in in season two of AQ Diff when we can get video online and you can see how hilarious this is this is happening.
2: Oh like a, God. Don't tell me that. That's gonna be so bad.
0: Well, uh, I, I uh, wouldn't say so bad. Oh, I, there's gonna be a lot of moments where I feel like I just have like the very depressed dad look, and I'm just like fine. <laughs> here, you have a fidget toy. I'll have, to, I'll have to
1: keep my posture in mind for the first time while recording the podcast. Yeah, we can I also always wear pajamas, so.
2: can well, you? I mean, we can do okay. waist up. <laughs> I, I have a question for you guys now. Okay. I'm turning it uh, around. Okay, you're,
1: you're flipping. <laughs> oh, i oh, flipping. I've never disgrace. had this
2: happen. <laughs> uh, normally, when I hear somebody who plays League of Legends, you can hear the posture in their voice.
1: Oh, my gosh. I Is that something that's, that's a all.
2: standard in your guys' community or No.
1: No. I've never thought about that. I have never heard of that before.
2: Like, cause that was like a that's a big thing in like FPS games. Like, I can hear your posture in your voice. Really? And I just think about that whenever I like hear League of Legends players.
1: I mean, the only the only thing that I can really equate to that is that sometimes uh, if I'm having a bad scrim, I will be completely schlumped in my chair, like <laughs> eye level with my keyboard, and based on the tone of my voice, you can usually tell when I am and am
0: not doing that.
1: <laughs> but that's about all.
0: Yeah, I I think I relatively have good posture, although like if I do something that's just absolutely boneheaded, or I just get killed in lane, I immediately go from this to just like <laughs> elbows hands on table, hands in hands, face, hands yeah, well, well, covering forward, eyes hands
1: just... in face right now, hands on eyes, yeah. you know, the kind of thing where you gotta wipe the the sand out of your eyes
0: from, uh-huh. from sleeping. The yeah, I had before. bully McGuire put dirt in my eye. Oh yeah. All right. Oh, I wonder how that sounds on the microphone. <laughs> that, that... That,
1: that's that got to be even worse. Yeah, there's we, no we, way we got to find a solution good. for I'm this bomb.
2: Listen, I left my uh, my poppet in the other room. So There's
0: <laughs> like there's like the little radial disc things that people measure for your uh, – Will, okay. your stop. Okay. stop. Will, okay. stop running around Will.
2: the room. You have a headset on.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's going
2: to make even a worse noise. I heard Steve using that in the lab. Oh.
0: He's there's got no a protractor noise. out right now. There's no noise. This is the
1: worst.
2: <laughs> What's happening? Okay. I'm trying uh, well, to figure this I'll out. I'll
1: tell you, I'll, I have a solution to Palm needing something to fidget with, which is uh, I'm just going to get you talking. <laughs> okay. Because we have a, a topic, getting into our miscellaneous topics for the week now, that I would very much so like you to open up with because as compared to me and Will, as is similar with when we talked about uh, racial diversity with Devin <laughs> Me and Will are not nearly as qualified to speak on this as you are, uh, which is gender diversity in esports. Uh and we're gonna have a whole web
0: or er, a whole a whole episode. We're gonna we say webinar. I, I was gonna webinar. say webisode. Episode? Uh, like with a I thought you were gonna say webinar and I was like, yeah, we're Steve's, doing webinar?
2: Steve's hosting a webinar. We're gonna have Steve, a whole episode Will,
1: oh, okay. specifically about women in esports. So when we talk about gender diversity in esports, we're talking more about like uh, non-binary, everybody. trans, yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody who does not fall into that binary system, that binary, you know, classification.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I, I guess it wasn't really stated yet. Yeah, on the I, I, I didn't, I
1: didn't, I intentionally yeah. didn't clarify it so that we could get to it in this segment.
2: Yeah, it wasn't stated on the podcast, but I'm non-binary. I go by the pronouns they/them. Uh, I just don't feel like the binary system fits to who I am as a person, mm-hmm. and. Looking at with esports, esports is a male dominated field. It has been for its entirety of it being around. Just recently, I would say uh, 2015, there's originally a CSGO caster, Zoe, I think her name is, uh, who stepped into the scene. And it was like huge. Like, this is a woman casting one of the big CSGO events. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big first step. And with. Gender diversity in eSports, it's gotten a lot better with uh, people who fall into the binary system. Mm-hmm. But I know that when I queue into a game, I'm not going to say a word about, like... I'm not going to correct somebody with pronouns because yeah. I know that that's just asking to be yelled at yeah, and to have yeah. my game inted.
1: <laughs> yeah, to, to be immediately griefed.
2: Like, if I, if I correct somebody, like somebody being like, calling me he, him all the time in Overwatch game chat, like, I don't dare correct them because I'm trying to win this game.
1: Yeah, and, like, and if at a that point, I'll just mute the
2: team. Yeah, I'll just mute mm-hmm. the person doing it at that point. Because, I mean, yeah, it's pissing me off, mm-hmm. and I know that if I say something about it, it's going to piss this other person off. Because yeah. it's unfortunate that people like me just aren't... I mean, I don't want to say acceptable by society yeah but that's kind of what it is like not all society doesn't accept me you know what i'm saying yeah but not but all I society mean, specifically, doesn't accept
1: people like me the gaming community has a long way to go i would say oh Great yeah time. i mean you know we've touched on this before we'll touch more on it in the specific women in esports episode but like in terms of diversity and being c- accepting of people who do not fit the straight white male uh you know "Quote unquote" gaming default. Yeah,
2: like the the mold. the
1: gaming community has a long way to go.
2: Oh like. yeah, and I just I I have this memory ingrained in my head that just proves that point even more. At the WAC land, uh, for Rocket League, I wore a purple eyeshadow, mm-hmm. and somebody came up here. I don't remember who it was, but immediately told me that, "Why are you wearing that? It looks terrible on you. You're oh. a guy." And I was just like standing there like. This person actually just said that to me. Yeah. This female, by the way, just said that to me. And I'm just sitting there dumbfounded, and I rush downstairs because I'm self, like, I worry Ah. too much. I've got all the anxiety. Like, I'm making hand tingles right now that you Mm -hmm. can't see. But, like, I have so much anxiety about something like that. Like, if this person thinks that, what's the entire broadcast going to think when I come out on broadcast with a purple eyeshadow on and mascara and lipstick? and i got myself over it but that like one thing has just ingrained to my memory that just proves that esports has a long way to go
1: yeah and when and and when and when you're involved on the production and commentary side of things which very often has you in front of a camera and very often has you subject to the public ridicule of all of twitch chat and all of the oh. internet which Is Twitch chat's favorite thing to do, regardless of your personal identification, uh, is ridicule people and (laughs) and prey on their deepest insecurities. It it only gets worse when you don't fit into the binary system of gender.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, society, overall society doesn't see the outside the binary system. Yeah. And it,
1: or at least uh, we should, we should specify, like. American society. American I mean, like, society. We, yeah. we live in America. It's different in other places. It's better or worse in some other places for sure. But specifically to how things apply to our community.
2: Yeah, the majority of American Michigan, society America, just doesn't recognize me as who I am. Yeah, and, much. and who you want to be. And who I want to be exactly, and it it hurts, and it is seen that a like esports is part of that society that still doesn't recognize that. So, I mean, I just – I'm going to go down onto that wax stage on April 9th. I'm going to have my hair in a ponytail. I'm going to have my makeup on, and I'm going to be proud of who I am. And anybody has a problem with it, I have the entire Aquinas esports program. True. Who's going to yeah, be there that day.
0: You actually have an army of 30 people that are like
2: – I have an army to, of 30 people who are farm. literally family.
0: <laughs> like,
2: like, no questions asked.
0: We will, we will, we will go to bat. <laughs> yeah, like, and we've talked about that a few times, I believe, over the podcast episodes. Like, the AQ family is a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't care, like, where, you, where you're from. I see you fiddling. I see you fiddling, no, on, no, see no. you fiddling <laughs> with that mute no, we're
2: trying to have a wholesome
0: moment. <laughs> trying to talk about my feelings. I got to make sure we keep the integrity of the podcast what do you check. Okay, continue, Will. It's, I'm so sorry. It's, this is genuine. It's pure emotion. <laughs> It's 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 amazing. Ugh. It's wonderful. But yeah, when it just comes down to it, the AQ family is first and foremost always going to be the family. Mm-hmm. And we don't care where you come from, you know who you are, how famous you are, and all that. Like, if you don't treat one of us with respect, like all of us are now your enemy. Yeah. Like, you hate on one of us, you mess with all of us. It's like having uh, the first Spider-Man movie when the New Yorkers are trying to help him on the train cart. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. You don't remember that? No, well, I've Just... never seen the first Spider-Man. You've never uh, you first haven't Spi-
2: seen the first Spider-
0: We Listen, we this don't need the to be on Spider-Man. on the podcast. This is the second Spider-Man reference I made during this episode of the podcast. and uh, 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 neither Straight it over bad. my head, both of them. You don't know Bully <sighs> McGuire? Who? Toby. No. Uh, I, to- Toby, Toby McGuire is no. the actor. For... I know. I know Toby Maguire. Yeah, I'm familiar no. with Toby Maguire so, and, as Spider-Man. And, I've just never in seen In Spider-Man, the, the third movie for Toby McGuire, when he has the Venom suit, which makes him kind of act out and be a little aggressive and over emotional. Uh-huh. Uh He kind of he starts doing like that. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye, and he kind of gets like a, a little aggressive like that. That character the internet has called Bully Maguire. Yeah, because he's got like emo hair, wears black, and he's kind of like threatening almost. Oh, I've never heard that before. Oh. That's funny.
2: <sighs> I'm surprised you haven't heard that because you're older than I am.
0: Yeah,
1: but I don't watch movies, nor am I involved in film and movie culture. Never. But that—that's—that's that's a, a lost other thing cause for real. another time. Is me It's a lost roasted cause about my lack of media knowledge. Oh. Um. So I mean, like, I I really like all the things that you said about this discussion, and I almost feel like I don't have too much to add myself because i mean you know i fall into the binary system uh-huh. <laughs> will does as well uh, yeah i i think the for the most part um the the main other individual that i know in the collegiate esports community would be uh rogue cora
2: mm-hmm.
1: i i think her twitter yeah. is at
2: cora, uh, rogue uh, cora
1: or something like that
2: illinois wesleyan
1: yeah right? illinois wesleyan's director um there is Ooh, yeah.
2: one other person that I follow on Twitter. I think their name is uh, Jacob Adler. They run a collegiate program now. They used to be uh, part of the NECC board. Uh, hmm. Let me see. Yeah,
1: you, you can double check that. But point being, you know, like uh, whenever whenever you see – somebody who might be being treated differently because i mean i am sounding like a psa here but like (laughs) i make it i put in my best effort to be accommodating uh to anybody who might feel exiled from the gaming community and the esports community because of that uh and i think that uh, at the end of the day the best we can do is is make it a more welcoming place so that over time we can see that diversity that we would like to see
2: oh yeah because right now i think that People who are part of the LGBTQ community are kind of steered away yeah. from esports programs, esports teams, because of the toxicity and yeah. the slurs. I mean, the yeah, Overwatch. I mean, yeah, Overwatch yeah. is ruthless. The slurs that I see used every single day in that game. Oh. Oh Lord. It, it's bad. It is bad. Uh-huh. And so, like, the I see it as a lot of the LGBTQ community is kind of steering away from organized esports because of these stereotypical societal things that have been held by society and are scared of esports programs holding those as well yeah because toxicity like calling something gay like that's gay yeah right like i don't like that i mean it that's not a bad thing Maybe
1: because people are using it as a synonym to you know,
2: like say bad, bad. Yeah. yeah to yes. Say bad. Like, I don't like that. I think that that's a thing that people should just try and stop doing, get out of the, yeah. get out of the habit of doing.
1: It's like, um, you know, like obviously like this is a podcast where adults, we can talk about all this, but like I used to, uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if I wasn't the only one in here considering that the Period of gaming that I'm talking about is something that I'm sure you were at least involved in too, which is like I used to play on the Xbox 360 all the time. I played Call of Duty. Like I used to use the word retarded all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like all the all the time. Even when I was you know like a professional Brawlhalla player or whatever, I would still use that word because people around me were using it. And then, you know, I have a friend, a very close friend, who like bless his soul basically would it would literally kick me from his discord every time i used the word and over time i was able to work it out of my vocabulary and now i can be much more proud of myself as a person because i just don't use that word anymore Mm -hmm. and i think gay is very much the same thing yeah i think like over time in the gaming community for the most part you know this doesn't apply to everyone because there are a lot of mean-spirited people you know everywhere but also in the gaming community but from what i've seen for the most part when you tell someone like you should not use this word because it genuinely like makes these people feel bad about themselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: for the most part people can slowly start to phase that out of their vocabulary yeah uh, and i think that again with In, with gay and with uh, like a lot the of words yeah, yeah
2: like like i think that the r is a great example of it like my fiance is uh has very light spectrum autism mm-hmm. and i know that they when the r word is used they go into a defense mode where they hear it and it's like, this word has been used negatively towards me by people that they have loved, like their their yeah. family. It's used as an insult yeah. in their mind because it was used as an insult towards them. So to hear people just throw the word around casually, yeah, it puts them in a state of defense. Like, you can't say that word. Yeah. And they will call anybody out for that. Mm -hmm. They are not afraid to call people out for that. And that's one of the things I love about them. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like that it's making this known and say, just get this word out of your vocabulary. It's not appropriate. It's not okay to be using Mm -hmm. anymore.
1: Or, Or, you know, it starts with every time you say it, catch yourself for it and just, you know, mentally to where it becomes a conscious thing where it's like, I say this word and, Oh, I shouldn't say that. And then over time, You'll just start not saying it. You'll just not and, say it. And eventually, like, I have... Now, I've gotten to the point where, like, it, it hurts me to say the R word and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I, I get, like, a visceral response from myself if I ever have to say it. it. Like, in a discussion like this, I think it's important to say the words so that, you know,
0: yeah. they
1: don't have as much power and stuff like that. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's to the point where I've completely, like, I was desensitized. those words and now i am sensitized to them in a way where like to hear them or to say them is like hurtful for me even though they weren't ever really directed at me in a way that was hurtful
2: yeah and i think that the change can also come from campuses Mm -hmm. as well uh because i know that one of the reasons that i felt so all right being on this campus And felt comfortable enough to finally come out because I had self-identified non-binary for almost the entire, like my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I referred to myself as, but nobody knew because I mean, closeted, right? I'm not going to come out about that. When I saw the environment that Aquinas had and how friendly people are and how accepting everybody is on campus itself, that like this is a safe place. I can finally be myself openly here. Mm-hmm. And I think that it also has a lot to do with campuses, not just the program that you're running. Cause I was a little scared. I mean, Aquinas is a, by technicality, a Catholic college. Yeah. So I was scared. Like if I come out of the closet, am I going to get expelled from this school? Mm-hmm. Or like if I wear a crop top to one of my classes or like leggings, am I going to get expelled or get talked to by the school? But there's nothing like that has been happened. And I think that, the campus itself has played a really big part in that. And I mm-hmm. think in that promoting that kind of exactly diversity and, the and, promotion a, and
1: of openly, it. you know, accepting it and encouraging it rather than choosing not to talk about it or actively discouraging it.
0: One hundred percent. One would say it's an AQ diff. It's an AQ diff.
1: An AQ and diff. that is gonna be our <laughs> podcast what we're for calling the day. It? That's I mean, <laughs> haven't said we're anything for like it.
0: five minutes, man. That's <laughs> what we're
1: calling it. Well, that's a beautiful uh, a beautiful uh,
0: transition. Why are you cutting me off? Uh, that's fair. Uh, oh,
1: you know, given given uh, the, right. the timing on the episode. All right, I am I allowed became, to do
0: like a TLDR bracket? <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. I'll give you a quick TLDR.
0: All right. So basically, TLDR. Like I said earlier, I grew up with people that were much older than me. And so when you talked about some of the words, like the R word, and like one of the big ones that I was, that I grew up with that um, a lot of people that I knew used because I hung out with my siblings and then their friends, mm-hmm. they were big proponents of using the, the F word the fa word yeah and like i I grew up in the city like or like the village right next to palms pretty much and like so and i had family that grew up in lowell as well and man when you're a kid and you don't like you're not you don't know how words are valued especially those words Mm -hmm. because for you it just becomes such a simple and easy thing yeah and then when you start growing up and realize that you know you're not the center of the world and everyone thinks the same way like your words can destroy someone so bad Mm -hmm. and it's so it's so criminal that that's the case like i'm not saying that it's criminal that they're, they're getting offended i'm saying it's criminal that people are allowed to say it and get away with it right now yeah like like i don't know how morally people are like willing to do that to someone yeah like you were talking about with your fiance, like when someone uses the r word like and they go into defense mode, like, like that is heartbreaking to hear all in itself. That that's yeah. how it has to. That like that's where, um, they've come to.
2: Mhm. Yeah. It's, it's just one of the things that I think that with some effort and some time, it can completely exit the gaming yeah. world, and it can move on from it. And we we the gaming and esports community can just move on from it, mm-hmm. improve themselves, improve everything, and I think that that's where we're going right yeah, now. It, it,
1: yeah, E-Sports not to say is... that it hasn't gotten better, because it definitely has, because when you pull up a YouTube <sighs> video from 2007, you are going to hear some words that yeah. are not commonplace anymore, and yeah. that's a good thing.
2: That's a very good that's thing. That's a very good thing. And esports is only getting more inclusive, mm-hmm. like, to women, to men, to different races, to people who don't fall into the binary system, and it's getting more inclusive, and Day by day. Yeah. And it really is up to everybody in eSports programs and eSports communities to call stuff out when they see it. Yeah. Like, don't let anything slide because it's not right to yeah. let stuff like that slide. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it for me. That's my tangent for the day. Well, yeah, it's
0: like I... the the high school, like, I don't know if you guys had, like, bullying seminars and all that stuff when you guys were in school. Like, don't don't be oh, yeah, bystander. the bullying well, there was, like, don't be a bystander. Or if you, like, see something, say something, stuff yeah. Like, yeah. That. like that is... So crucial these days now. Mm-hmm. Like we need to make sure we're putting like our foot down. Like it's not okay.
1: All right. Well, I mean that that's a somewhat <laughs> somber note. Yeah. yeah a very uh, note very to much end so. On. Ending that. But I mean, it, it's boor- It's a somber note that's born from a very good and you know honest discussion about something that matters a lot. Um, yeah. We didn't really even talk about the other the
0: other topic. Oh, uh,
1: that's fine. You know, it it is what it is. Well, we, I uh, can
0: we...
2: I can sum it up in one
1: sentence.
0: Really. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. So. Just so we're clear, everybody, the topic is collegiate esports content creation. Go. One sentence. That's all you get.
2: Schools are wasting so much time and resources into building better teams when they could be using so much of that time and resource to build their program as a whole with content production.
0: All right. There you have it. Back. beautiful remember to follow us on aquinas esports on twitter on twitch on instagram uh use hashtag AQdiff on twitter uh i'm at high armor class i'm at seminator 546
2: i'm at palm plays with the z all
0: right everybody, thank you very much this was episode six of the podcast love you guys see you next week